Good morning, it's October 6th, and this is To My Liberal Friends. You have to love how this White House can create spin. Even when the facts are right before their eyes, they can blatantly ignore them and tell you that the grass is really blue and not green if you would just take a good look. I think everyone has come to realize that the White House Press Secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, is in way over her head. She lacks the gravitas, experience, and just good old common sense to deal with the press. If you ask her a question and she doesn't want to answer it, she vacillates and starts scrolling through her briefing book, eventually saying she'll have to get back to you on that. By now, everyone seems to have realized she was chosen not for her ability, but rather for the diversity boxes she checked. In case you don't know, she's a female, African-American, and gay. It reminds me of a situation years ago when I worked for Morton Thiokol. I casually mentioned to the head of human resources that I was a disabled veteran. He looked at me and said I should have told him because they get to check boxes for that and ask if I might be a female, black, from Latin America, and gay. Then he could check a whole lot of boxes for the company. That's what Corinne Jean-Pierre does for the White House. Last week, she was put on the spot when quizzed by multiple White House reporters about the president's latest gaffe when he was calling out the name of Jackie Walorski at a conference on world hunger. He kept looking around asking where Jackie was because he knew she would be there. There was, of course, a stunned silence by those in attendance because they all knew that the former congresswoman had tragically died in an automobile crash the previous month. But Biden seemed to have forgotten that crucial fact, and suddenly he looked all of the almost 80 years old that he is. He was the old man that seemed lost, and would someone please help him? Back to the White House press room, and Miss Jean-Pierre was trying to put her best foot lipstick on a pig. What she should have said was the president made a mistake. But instead, she tried to cover it up by saying that Ms. Walorski was on his mind, and he just blurted out her name. Of course, nobody in the room was buying that answer. It was just another major gaffe by an aging man that occupies the Oval Office. This week, Kareem was quizzed about the rise of the price of gasoline. In response to a Tuesday question, White House Press Secretary Jean, Jean-Pierre helped to clarify the Biden administration position on gasoline prices. When they go down, it's the result of the president's hard work. When they go up, it's due to a complex process that includes a number of factors beyond his control. And yes, COVID's still on that list of official excuses. Some of those excuses are the same ones Biden used before he started draining the, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in an effort to suppress the record high prices at a top $5 a gallon. He has blamed Vladimir Putin, the big oil companies, and when that war bit thin, he turned on the gas station owners and operators, telling them to cut their prices. So if you read the Washington Post, you find that even that liberal paper is starting to realize that Biden is lost on this issue. Their reporter, Evan Halper, wrote, and I quote, As prices at the pump trend up nationwide, the Biden administration is scrambling to shelter Democrats from consumer frustration, laying blame on oil companies' opportunism, and threatening new restrictions on the industry. The renewed attention on the cost of fuel comes as gas prices have jumped in recent days by as much as 60 cents per gallon in some regions, posting a political challenge for Democrats, a decline in prices that stretched for almost 100 days helped to improve their prospect in next month's midterm elections, during which control of Congress and several key governorships are at stake, end quote. Well, the second shoe dropped when OPEC Plus Group finalized the decision to cut oil production by as much as 2 million barrels per day. That will send a shockwave through the energy sector, and the price of oil is already starting to spike on that news. The result will be rising prices of gas at exactly the wrong time for Democrats running scared before the midterms. Joe Biden, being Joe Biden, ignored any real solutions and announced that he will release another 10 million barrels of oil from the SPR. That will make up about five days of the OPEC cut. 
It's like putting a Band-Aid on a massive wound. It won't stop the bleeding. And he is seriously depleting the oil reserves that is a necessary item for national security. He's willing to put our national security at risk for some short-term political gain. And then he has to refill the SPR, and it will be at higher prices, costing taxpayers even more money. And now there's the news that the Biden administration is considering a ban on all offshore drilling, followed up with rumors that Biden will beg Venezuela to sell the U.S. more oil. Democrats in Congress want to pass a bill that punishes Saudi Arabia, but these are the same Democrats that want to stop all fossil fuel development here in the United States. How is that not hypocrisy? Gas prices will continue to head higher and should come close to the national average of $4 per gallon. In California, it's above $6, and here in Utah, where I live, it's about $4.45. There are some real solutions out there, but this administration has decided to ignore them and push forward with their attack on fossil fuel industry. And it will become acute if winter comes early in the Northeast, where a large number of homes are heated with oil. Nothing gets consumer irater and senior energy bills, whether at the pump or their home furnace, sore because there's not much they can do about them but pay the bill. And they need someone to blame, and that person is sitting in the Oval Office and the halls of Congress. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening.